Hello. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We finally are able to connect and talk to each other. This I is great. You know, it's so funny because you said that you had no problems with Zoom last week. I had no problems with Zoom, but yet when we both connected, we had problems. I don't know. It's very, I, I don't know. It's very glitchy Zoom. I've noticed sometimes, especially, I guess, depending on, you know, whose internet is maybe acting up. But anyway, thank you for meeting me. You're quote. Uh, again. So I'm just going to get right into it so I don't have to take up too much of your time. It's just a few questions that I have that uh, some of my friends uh, have asked me. So I was like, oh, let me just see if I could get you on an interview. And I did. So I'm so excited. Um, okay. So my first question is um, some parent parents feel that they <clears throat> should have been given options with how their children are educated due to COVID. And there are some counties in Florida that are giving parents options with school reopening. Um, is there a reason why the school board um, decided not to give parents a choice and just go right into distance learning? Well, yes and no. So so I think there's there's been some mis, um, misunderstanding confusion as and is that the superintendent recommended and the school board approved. Um, we certainly approve the plan that allows parents to either choose to put their children in school full time in front of their teachers or to have their children stay home full time. And the teachers will be teaching live uh, over the Internet for those children that, that are at home. The only difference between um, between us and the other districts is um, Bomb Beach, Broward and Miami-Dade are still in phase one uh, of the pandemic uh, the other districts, the other 60, 64 districts in the state, they've all moved out of phase one. So they're able to start. They're giving the parents the options to choose immediately, whereas Palm Beach, Broward and Miami-Dade are waiting uh, to uh, move from phase one to phase two. That actually is the governor's recommendations to us. I mean, he did a uh, some recommendations over the last several months. And one of those was that while a county is in phase one of the pandemic that the school classroom should remain closed. Okay. So we're hoping we're hoping that um, one of the reasons, you know, a couple of the board members wanted to push back the, the beginning date of the school year to August 31st is we're hoping that by August 31st, we've moved out of phase one into phase two. And at that point, when we start the school year, the parents will immediately have the choice to, to go ahead and put their kids in the classrooms if they want to do that. Or none, no, no child will be forced <laughs> to come to school if the parent doesn't want them there. Um, the parents will have the choice to keep okay, them Okay, perfect. Well, thank you for clarifying that. Um, sure. So according to WPTV, after the school district received surveys that were sent out to parents, close to 46% of parents supported delaying the start of the school year. Uh, the survey asked about different educational models. 54% of parents said that they want their kids to do full-time brick-and-mortar instruction and another 53.7% of parents were in favor of distance learning. So I know that you had just mentioned the reasons why. Um, I think that people that are just curious to know if the board took the advice also of the CDC and science over parents' opinions of what they wanted to do with well, their children. Well, yeah, yeah, we certainly do. And, and uh, the, all of us, including me, have made it clear in the public meetings that we are only going to base our decisions on on medical science uh, and not political bias, uh, which is rampant in this country, as you know. So it is. Yeah. Um, we pushed back the start date for several reasons. We were scheduled to start, as most people know, on August 10th. The board uh, pushed back the start date of the school year to August 31st. 
one reason was the reason I already mentioned, we're hoping by August 31st, we move into phase two and that at that point, when we reopen the school year, we can reopen our classrooms at the same time to those parents who want to send their children in. Another big reason for me was that about 10% uh, don't have a, uh, a, 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 a good way of, uh, or, or a reliable way of, I'm getting a lot of feedback. Are you getting feedback too at this point? No. no. Okay. All right. So hopefully I'm coming through clear. Uh, yeah, I you are. Do, um, I was advised that about 10% of the kids don't have a reliable way to, to communicate with their teachers. So certainly if we're not going to open up the classrooms on the first day of school and those teachers don't have a reliable way of connecting with their teachers, then, then we're leaving a whole bunch of children behind. And, and the children that can't connect are, as you would expect, those are the most disadvantaged children in the district. You know, we have some very, very wealthy uh, people in the district and we have some very, very poor people in the district. And, and, and you know, and, and, and most of those 10% of the children that don't have a reliable connection live in neighborhoods where there might not be uh, Comcast cable. There's no um, close cellular service like some areas in the Glades, which is a very poor part of our county. Um, so, you know, I insisted with, with the superintendent that until I was sure that every child in the district had the, the means of connecting with their classrooms that I was not in favor of, of starting the, the school year because it's not fair. I mean, those children need us probably more than other children because they're already facing a lot of adversity. And, and to start the school year uh, before those children can connect to their teachers was, in my opinion, just uh, just, just not, not the right thing to do. So that's, you know, another reason why I pushed to move it back to August 31st. Okay. Um, Great. Well, thank you for that. <clears throat> you just um, spoke about two things uh, that I have questions on. So I'm going to uh, ask, I know that the board unanimously voted to delay the start of school to August 31st um, and that teachers are going to receive seven days of training before the first day of class. Uh, do you think that a week is enough time to get our teachers prepared for distance learning? Well, you know, initially it was five days, uh, mm -hmm. which is what they normally get. And, and the board was concerned about that. And all of us, I think, spoke independently and at the, at the board meetings with the, with the administration with respect to giving the teachers the extra time they need. Um, the, uh, the principals, you know, weighed in on that as well as teachers and the regional offices. And it was decided that if we gave them uh, two extra days, um, that that would be enough with the five days they already had for the, the teachers to to be uh, re ready to teach virtually if that's the way we had to start the school year. Um, so, so then, you know, so we did give them the extra two days and the cost, of course, uh, as, as you probably heard at the board meeting, the teachers are on the payroll, it's $4 million. So that additional cost was $8 million for those two extra days and um, we're trying to save as much money as possible, uh, believing the, that there may be some cutbacks in the state budget. Uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of uh, there's there's a lot of uh, tourist taxes that are not being collected, a lot of sales tax not being collected during the pandemic, and we're concerned that the state budget may um, may be cut sometime during the school year and and reduce the amount that's coming to our school system. So we're trying to save as much as possible. But with that in mind, we still know we needed 
an extra couple of days for our teachers. So we spent that $8 million to take care of that. Okay. And that actually flows into my next question, that there are many parents and guardians that have limited means and some don't have access to a computer for their child or children to use for distance learning. And I, I did read a, a recent article in the Palm Beach Post that stated that the school board is going to be buying Chromebooks and ink deals to improve online learning. Um, and with that, I think you you pretty much answered my question. The question was, does the district have the funds in the budget to purchase these items? Yeah, we did. In fact, we, we, uh, we've already purchased, or the purchase order went in for 82,000 more Chromebooks. Um, so we have, you know, 82,000 coming in. The first uh, 10,000 come in, I believe, uh, I was told August 17th. And then every 10 days after that, we'll get another 10,000 in. We also have 35,000 in, in, that we had in the warehouse that were returned to us by the students that had left the system. For, for example, all the, the seniors all had, you know, Chromebooks, uh, some type of, of uh, laptop that was provided to them by the school district and those children returned those when they graduated. Okay. Uh, so we had those. Uh, we've also bought a lot of hotspots um, so that the children that live in areas where there is no uh, internet connection available, they can connect uh, cellularly through the hotspots that we're providing to them. The district is paying for the first six months of uh, co connection for Comcast, um, for the for Comcast, for the internet. Uh, Comcast actually gives two months free uh, to new, new subscribers and the district is has taken on the uh, the additional um, cost of providing an, an additional four months. It, it, hopefully, by the end of that six month period, um, we'll have Comcast is working very quickly to um, to connect the rest of the county into their system. So hopefully, by the end of that six month period, uh, all the children will have um, internet available. If not, then the board certainly, I'm sure, will will agree to uh, to to extend the time period and pay for additional months for those children who are still not connected. That's great to hear. Uh, I used to work in um, in a high school, a local high school, and I, I remember how many children there were who might have gotten sick for long periods of time and they wanted to do virtual and they either did not have a computer or access to the internet. So it's nice to hear that you are going to provide that for them. Um, and hopefully Palm Beach County will move to phase two reopening soon. Um, I know that a questionnaire was posted online for parents to fill out by August 3rd, <clears throat> excuse me. And the responses are going to help the district understand the students' needs and the intended method of instruction after campuses reopen. Does this mean that parents will have a choice of distance learning or traditional brick and mortar learning? Yeah, again, as soon as, as Yes, I mean, the parents are being asked, what would they prefer to do? And then that information will be used when we uh, when we move from phase one to phase two. Um, that way we'll know how many children are coming back and, and the teachers are being polled also so we can figure out how many teachers will be coming back with us um, because that's important for us to, obviously, we need to have enough teachers for the students and enough students for the sure. teachers. So, um, yeah. so that information, you know, will be very helpful for us to determine, you know, what we need uh, to do in the way of planning for our classes. The, the other thing that people need to understand is, you know, Palm Beach County, unlike the northern districts around this around the country where every little town and city has its own school district, um, each county in Florida, under the Florida Constitution, there are 67 counties. Each county has its own school system. So Palm Beach County, being a very large district, is the 10th largest school district in the United States. We have, you know, upwards of 180,000 kids. So when you talk about 10 percent of our children don't have a reliable connection, we're talking a, 
you know, 18, 17, 18, 19,000 children that, that we have to provide for before we can start the school year. So, I mean, it's a huge task. And, and I know that um, the Palm Beach County County commissioners are working closely with the school district to help us. Uh, they've donated some funds. Uh, I believe it was 10 million initially and another 13 million to help with the connections uh, for Wi-Fi throughout the, throughout the county. Um, and, and some of the other providers of cellular service, AT&T and, and some of the other ones are also providing a lot of service to us uh, at a reduced cost so that we can move quickly as possible to make sure all those children are connected. That's great. <clears throat> uh, and because of COVID, any in-person schooling will require a high level of creativity to mitigate risk. Um, what guidelines will be implemented at brick and mortar schools during phase two as a preventative from the spread of COVID? Will PPE be given to all staff, disinfecting? Yes, yeah, so, uh, the, the district has purchased, I believe the last uh, the last purchase brought us, I, I think it was up to 3 million masks that we bought. Um, we, you know, the teachers will be provided uh, a mask and also a plastic shield, I understand. Uh, I, you know, some of the, some of those details, I, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not fully informed of yet um, because they're still in the planning stages as to, you know, we have, obviously we have quite a few weeks left before school would start. So they're planning all that out now, but, but I know that we have masks available for our students that don't have them. Uh, we will have a mask and, and, and this, and the plastic screens for our teachers. Uh, certainly we've purchased um you know, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of bottles of, uh, of hand sanitizer to make sure uh, paper towels for the bathrooms, you know, and soap for the bathroom dispensers in the schools. You know, that's traditionally been a problem because the kids empty those things out as fast as 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 the custodians fill them in some of our schools, especially in the high schools. And I know that the uh, district is is uh, is purchased, you know, a, a lot of that to make sure that that doesn't occur so we can keep those uh, those uh, dispensers full both soap and and uh, and towels so that they can wash their hands regularly and and wipe them okay. so um, there's a lot of purchases have been going on to make sure we have what we need okay great um, how would you feel about a rotating schedule when Palm Beach County does move into phase two versus five days a week would you be up for doing something like that well I know the administration weighed that as one of the options and you know and and it was the administration's decision you know and, and the recommendation that the superintendent brought us back was not to have the the hybrid model that that's uh, what that one is called but either have full time in school or full time at home and that's really because the planning is much more difficult um, you know with the trying to figure out which teachers are teaching which days of the week and which kids are going to be there we figured it'd be very confusing not only for families uh, to figure out, you know, what day their kids were supposed to be there. And we could just foresee that children will show up on the days they're not supposed to be there and the teachers won't be there for them at those days. So um, the, the administration decided um, in, the, uh, in the recommendation that the superintendent brought us that we uh, would not be offering the hybrid uh, model to, uh, to the Palm Beach County. Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right. Um, there are some teachers who have discussed stress that they have been under towards the end of the school year in the spring regarding distance learning. They said that they are not just supporting their students' mental health, but the family's mental health as well. Uh, would there be any training for teachers to help with these concerns? And do you think teachers should be responsible for that? Um, 
I'm not sure I understand there, that There portion. have been some teachers that were saying that they were not only dealing with just teaching their the, the students via Zoom, um, but they were also dealing with some of the children's issues with distance learning, and it was becoming an issue for them. So I was just curious if you thought that that is something that teachers should become responsible for, or if perhaps counselors might be available to help with this change in teaching. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the mental health, you know, I guess this goes towards the mental health of our students. And, and I know that, uh, that that's an important part of, of what we do every day when our classrooms are open anyway, is, is you know, try and help those children that have issues. Um, that they that that uh, you know they're not being resolved at home. Um, we have lots of mental health concerts. We have a whole department that deals with mental health. In fact, the uh, referendum money that um, that the voters passed uh, a few years back, twenty five percent of that money was for uh, security and mental health issues in our schools. So there's a whole lot of money that the voters have given us for taxpayers have given us to take care of that. And certainly, the, the, if the teachers find that some one or more of their children in their class uh, seem to need some extra help. There are counselors available. There's mental health people on, on staff that are available to immediately get involved in help. Okay. That's great. And I just wanted to know if food is going to um, continue to be provided to children while distance learning is in place. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, um, the, the, uh, the administration just uh, gave us information on that yesterday. And I, and I believe that, uh, not only we're going to provide the food, but um, for those children that we find that can't afford to pay um, for the food, because in the past, you know, kids had to have the money in their account. Otherwise, you know, they didn't get the same meal as all the other kids. We gave them something to make sure the kid wasn't, didn't, you know, didn't go hungry for the day. But um, I, the, the superintendent just told me yesterday that, uh, that not only we're providing the food, but for those families that are having a tough time making it because of the pandemic and the work, you know, the lack sure. of work that uh, we're not going to, we're not going to turn any child away in our, in our schools that, that needs to eat. Uh, of course, you know, it's going to be, you know, we have to account to the, um, to the, uh, uh, the uh, federal government that, that provides the f- uh, money for the food. So the children, the children will have to use their, you know, their, their student IDs in order to get, get the, get the food, but the parents will be able to, uh, come and get the food for the children as long as they have the student ID numbers okay, available. That's that's good to hear. I know that there are some people that are concerned about that. Well, that is it for my questions. I just wanted to add this. Um, those that are going to be listening to the podcast, I wanted to let them know that this is the first time in a while that Mr. Barbieri's name will be on the primary ballot. Absentee ballots have been mailed and many have been received by residents. For those of you who don't know where to look on the ballot, the race for school board members is at the bottom of the ballot. Mr. Barbieri has been endorsed by Congressman Ted Deutsch, Palm Beach County Classroom Teachers Association, Representative Matt Wilhite, Senator Lori Berman, Boca Raton Mayor Scott Singer, to name a few. So for those of you who are listening, please vote. And thank you, Mr. Barbieri, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to do this podcast with me. I truly appreciate it. You're welcome. Right. Thank you. Thanks. For Have inviting. a great day. Okay. Bye-bye. You too. Bye.